what I think is so interesting about human design is I said that the energy types are kind of like archetypes. Those are archetypes for like manifesting. They're at their core, what the most basic meaning of manifestation is, which is just bringing something to be. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of High Vibe It. We, as always, are very excited to hang with you today. It is the 4th of July, so a happy 4th of July to anyone who's celebrating or if you're mad about it because you're a woman and you don't feel that you have a lot I'm of mad freedom, about it. You know, that's okay too. I'm, I'm with that too. I understand all the perspectives <laughs> here, but I just had to say it because, you know, we're working hard over here for you guys on the 4th of July because the show must go on. And we are dedicated yeah. to the wellness of the earth, even on holidays, <laughs> even on holidays. That's right. Even on I, holidays. I am mad about it, but you know what? My kids like fireworks. So I'm still going to be watching. It's fireworks. not all good. And it's not all bad. You know, we can't take a black and white exactly. approach here. <laughs> and we have an amazing guest today. You guys, another human design peep slash nerd slash teacher slash reader. And we've done one or two other episodes on human design, but today we wanted to get a little bit deeper and, you know, another perspective. It's a really um, diverse topic with lots of different directions we can go in. So I'm just going to hand it over to Lindsay to ask your favorite question to get the show started off and then we'll just roll from there. So Ariana, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yes. Yay. And Lindsay, ask okay, away. Like, like like Kelsey said, we've had a couple people on the show for human design, but however, after every single episode, after some time goes by, Kelsey and I are like, we get hungry for it again. Cause there is so much. And every time another guest will mention human design, we're like, we got to get someone else we on here. More. <laughs> we got to dig deeper. And I know Ariana just a little bit. I know we've talked and I know that she's told me some stuff that has been like mind blowing that I've never heard from any other human design person. And uh, I know we'll probably get to this in the episode, but there's a section of your human design where they talk about, help me, environment. Is that what it is? Oh, environment's Diana? one of them. And then we also, we also talked about uh, perspective the last time we, we talked. Perspective and yeah. environment. Now I've seen other people talk about environment, you know, mountains, lake, I think are some of them. <laughs> I'm like, what's yeah, one of those? I, yeah. <laughs> I haven't figured out which one I am, but I know what I'm drawn to. And I don't know if that has anything to do with it. But so I would love to get into all that. But first, before all of that, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you and connect with you. And I know Kelsey and you are just going to get along famously. But what what kind of drew you to this work? And where where did you get the inkling to be like, oh, there could be something more to this. This is my thing. I want to know more. What is that? Yeah. Well, I'm a big believer of what's meant for you will find you. And I think my story with human design is my own story, but the way that I came across it or it came across me is not unique. It's the way that most people find it. In my opinion, from what you hear with human design, there are a few people who are like, oh my God, this is it. I know this is it. I want to do this. Everyone needs to know about this. It's usually projectors that know that. <laughs> the rest of us, again, has to grow on a little bit. And that's the way it was for me. So the first time I found human design or it found me, I was listening to this podcast that I listened to a lot of the time. And I know that I was meant to be 
listening to that podcast probably for this one reason because after that I kind of stopped listening to it it went into a different direction but basically the girl gets on and she's like y'all I am so excited to tell you about something I think is amazing and it's called human design and I'm like great I remember I'm in my car driving and I'm like tuning I'm just really listening in because I love learning more about myself and other people and so she goes on about it and I'm like, this sounds really interesting. This guy downloads this in 1987 and it's been spreading since then. Like I've literally never heard about it. And if you have been, anyone's been paying attention, you've probably seen human design popping up in your consciousness in the past couple of years or so. It's just really taken off. And she goes into what's called my energy type, which is kind of your big archetype in human design. And I remember her saying, so if you're a generator, you, if you have an idea to do something, like you can't just do it. Like it has to, someone has to say something to you and then you realize you want to do it. And I remember thinking, well, fuck that. Like yeah. what? That is the most disempowering thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't need more things to make me feel like I am a victim to circumstance. No, thank you. And I turned it off, but I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I remember walking over to my friend at the time who also wasn't open to it. And I said, have you heard of human design? And I explained a little bit of it. I was like, this guy downloaded it in 1987. He said everyone got the information, but he was just the one who wrote it down. And she looks at me, she's like, yeah, I don't really subscribe to that kind of stuff. And just walks (laughs) away without me saying anything else. And I was like, yeah, I think maybe now's not the time for me to get into this. And you look at the chart. If you've ever seen a human design chart, I say it looks like the love child between Scientology and calculus. It's just insane. And so the thing is, I couldn't deny that I kept getting drawn back to it. And it kept, I was in masterminds. It was brought up. People were so excited about it. And then finally my, who became my coach and mentor, she came into a mastermind and read some of my chart and told me, you know, you're not meant for this. You are meant for this. Um, I was like, I really want to leave my job. She looked at my chart. She said, why do you want to stay in your job? And the reasons I told her, she was like, yeah, your chart's telling me that's just, no, that's all coming from outside of you. She also told me I was a non-specific manifester, which I think someone has talked about on your podcast, which was huge for me. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, well, forget this job I don't like and which doesn't feel good to me, um, which promotes everyone being the same way, which I already didn't believe. Let's embrace this thing that really promotes the number one thing I believe, which is that you're meant to be who you are. And that's not just something I say. It's your gift, in fact. And it's not something to overcome. It's your biggest tool to getting where you want to be. Your biggest strength. Yeah. That's essentially my story. Um, I used to be a copywriter. That was the job that I had. And I still love writing copy for myself, sometimes for others, but yeah, now I'm a human design reader, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I love that story and your perspective of like this, when you look at it from a certain lens, it can feel so disempowering and it can feel so limiting. Like, Oh, this birth analysis chart is going to tell me that I can't fucking do what I want. Like, fuck that shit. You know? Like, I hate that. So I think it's important that we view it from a lens of empowerment. And like, this is what really can work for you when you're working in your zone of genius, when you're working with how you were created. Um, So I'm glad that you mentioned that part. Because I think a lot of people, when they stumble on any type of personality profiling, right? It's like you read the good and the bad and you're like, oh, great. Just another thing I can't do because I'm not designed for it. Cool. Weren't you, Kels, weren't you super like, because I think Kelsey had a very specific idea of what she was when she did human design. And then she realized it was something different. Did you think you were just manifester? And yeah, then I always thought manifesting I was a manifester generator? because I get really <laughs> hyped on ideas and I just make them happen. And then they're like birthed, like it's done. Yeah. It happened. 
Um, That's very manifesting generator. They are the people who have, oh, and you're a pure manifesting generator. That's why you feel more like a manifester. What does that yeah. mean? Yeah. Tell us what that <laughs> What's means. What's the please? difference between a pure manifesting generator and like, what would be the opposite of am a pure I a, am, am I a messy one? Am I like a, like a, <laughs> you're unpure. I'm a, <laughs> you're I'm a, a muggle. <laughs> I'm a mud blood. Oh my God. Or I'm mud not blood, pure. Sorry. I'm a mud blood. Yes. For all the Harry Potter fans. Go um, ahead. Yeah. So basically- in human design, to be a manifesting generator, if you're looking at your charts, you have to have that square, that second from the bottom filled in. That's what makes you a generator. That's called your sacral center. And then if you're going to be a manifesting generator, your throat has to be connected to what's called the motor center. So that's either going to be your ego center, that's going to be your solar plexus center, or that's going to be your sacral center because the sacral center is also a motor. It's something that makes you a generator, but it can also be a motor. Um, or to your root center, and that would be through the spleen. So or not yeah, through the spleen to the root center. That would also make you a manifesting generator because manifesting generators are essentially exactly what they sound like. They're the combo specials of human design. So y'all have, yeah. And I <laughs> just, I, I love, let me say, I love all the energy types. I have friends who are every energy type, but I know that I love manifesting generators because I have chosen to be incarnated around so many of them. Yeah. They're everywhere I turn and they just, they have some, this really special sauce to Even them because- the this, they do yeah. a really happy and sparkly manifesting generator. Like with generators, it's interesting because most of the time they say that it's reflectors that have that like soft glow because they're meant to reflect the moon and act like the moon. They're the only lunar type in human design while everyone else is tied to the sun. But I find that with generators, it's oftentimes, even if they're loud people like I am, oftentimes it's more of this kind of like glow to them, this little bubbly glow. It's pretty easy to sense a generator because a manifesting generator will have that, but they'll also have this dynamic dynamicism to them. They're just so like, they're the people it's because they have the get up and go of a manifestor. Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. Oh my God. I'm so inspired by that. But going to go a million different ways. Like Kelsey was talking about, but also they have the fortitude of the sacral center, which creates long lasting productive energy to really see that through. So people like, you know, Tony Robbins is a really great example of a manifesting generator of just like, I want to do this thing. I'm going to go make it happen. And in fact, it's so funny because I had a manifester on my podcast and I always imagined that they were the kinds of people like that. They were the kinds of people who had that, mm. like I'm here energy and they do in a sense, but they're so behind their own aura as a manifester. They're kind of like, they don't want to boss anyone around. They really don't not saying a manifesting generator does, but they would have more of an energy to do it. If that were the case, a manifester is just like, can you just let me do my art in peace, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I kind of just want to do my thing and not be bothered and not bother you. I find that man gens with their um, defined sacral center tend to be a little bit more, you know, interwoven. Mm, yeah. yeah. So what is a pure Oh, sorry. Generator. It's okay. I do it all the time, girl. Don't worry more about it. Yeah. Um, so a pure manifesting generator, someone like Kelsey who has um, a direct connection between their sacral center and their throat. So the motor center that makes them um, a manifesting generator is the sacral center. And that's because this 2034 channel that Kelsey has, that's the essence of manifestation in the now. If you think about a manifesting generator, one of the top qualities of them is that they're really quick they're really snappy. They tend to change their minds really quickly is what they say. And I would say that's more true for a pure manifesting generator because they seem more like a manifester. They have this direct action 
to expression, sorry, um, energy to expression or action in their chart. That's what the throat center is all about. It's not just about talking and sharing. It's about taking action too. So there's nothing blocking that. It's like, it's literally like I have this desire and then I create and make that desire happen. I was very, I remember hearing Kelsey say once on a podcast episode of your guys that she was like, yeah, I don't understand. Like if I just want to do this thing, I don't, I don't see why I can't just go do it. Like, yeah, I can, I can just go do it. And that's so the words of a pure manifesting generator or a manifester. It's like, yeah. And actually, let me check. Yeah. And then Kelsey also has something called gate 60, which is basically this incredible ability to just blast through roadblocks. Like I actually have that in my yes. chart. Um, this yeah, awesome. it's very identifiable because these people, when they have something in front of them that they really want it's just easier for them to kind of block out the bullshit or the noise of people telling them all the reasons they can't do it. If they're unaligned, you know, there are always two sides to things in human design. There's a more, a higher frequency of experiencing that and a lower frequency. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just different ways you'll express it. But you know, on the other side, it's like, oh my God, there are so many roadblocks. I'm not going to be able to break through because really what this is, is just an intolerance. So someone will blast through it or they'll walk away from it being like, I can't. So what you're saying is she has Okay. So I see the number 60. I'm yeah. just trying to catch up. So I see the number 60. Mine isn't all the way through, but I do have it. And it's like, it's like highlighted in a yeah. way. Do you yeah, know? I'm okay. So what's the difference between a highlighted number, meaning there's the, it's like bold, like there's a circle around it versus like the gate going all the way through. Mm-hmm. So when you have a number highlighted, yeah that's just the gate. That's just the energy. That's just this one energetic theme activated in your chart. When you have, if it's not highlighted, you don't have the gate. You don't have it. No, it's not activated in your chart. Yeah. Um, if you have the whole thing, that's called a channel. And what's so lovely about a channel is that you get the energies of both these different gates, but then it's the whole is more than the sum of its parts kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So if you were to look at, let's say that Kelsey had gate three, which is on the opposite side of 60, also highlighted, and you had a channel there. She would also have this other highly individualistic aspect of her that's called, it's called trouble at the beginning, but really it's just this incredible energy of innovation. Oftentimes these people have trouble at the beginning of starting something because they tend to come at something from a different angle. Like they're really not very satisfied, just like saying like, well, this worked in the past, so I'm going to keep doing it. Um, and so if you have those two things together, that comes to be this like incredible force for change. I and see. it doesn't mean that someone couldn't be one without it. It's just, this is like a specific way that these people make Operate. an impact change. So I don't have a full like 360. Does Kelsey have the full 360? No, she just has gate 60 as well, which so on its own. 60 that you were talking about with Kelsey, meaning bust through the roadblocks. Mm-hmm. Little Miss Lindsay has that too. Lindsay has that as well. And I'm very unsurprised. (laughs) These people are great at showing other people how to do it too. Actually, I was, um, have you, do you guys know Gay Hendricks who wrote the big leap? No, sounds sounds familiar. familiar. Yeah. Okay. He also has this in his chart and it's so unsurprising. I remember in one of his books, he was talking about like, you know, people will always give a lot of like excuses for why they can't do things. I wrote a book like in a notebook. And like on the back of napkins yeah. and stuff, like nothing so, will stop these people. So <laughs> they J. have a K. goal. Rowling, she wrote all of Harry Potter in a, in a coffee shop on a napkin. Well, the first book anyway. So yeah, if you want to do it, there's a way to do it for sure. Yeah. And gate 60 people that. are fantastic at showing other people how to open their mind to do that oh, for sure. That. Okay. That. Got Tell it. Tell us okay. something else interesting. Yes. You guys also, okay. whoever's listening, obviously you're like past probably just getting into human design or maybe you're past the basics, like pull up your chart, 
which there's yeah. a million different ways to pull up your chart and look at it as we're going through this episode. Cause then you'd be like, Oh, I have that. Oh, I don't have that. Oh, I have this. Oh, this is interesting. We'll and as put- she gives information, you guys will be able to maybe learn a little bit more about yourselves too. We should put it in the description, like get your chart ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're yes. Absolutely. We're about to blow your mind. Okay. So what do you, I guess, jumping off of Kelsey's question, what do you want people to know? What is the coolest thing that you found or one of the coolest things in human design chart that you can tell us about in our charts? Oh my gosh. I know there's There's so so many many things. I was just thinking about this the other day. Um, man's a loaded question. I love, I'm going to say, I love profiles to be honest. Like I love all parts of human design. I think the gates are fascinating. They tell you so much about yourself. They can also help you determine, um, like chemistry with other people. I mean, I personally, I think there's so much more that goes into that, but it can give you some information. Actually, side note, <laughs> Lindsay, because we were talking about this, I actually checked out both Johnny Depp's and Amber Heard's charts to see if there was like any explanation for this just radical, ridiculous, like up down chemistry. I couldn't, they actually shared a lot of gates, which would indicate a lot more friendship. But anyway, oh. um, but yeah, but speaking about the profiles, so what I think is so interesting about human design is I said that the energy types are kind of like archetypes. Those are archetypes for like manifesting. They're at their core, what the most basic meaning of manifestation is, which is just bringing something to be around you, like making something come to be, whether that's, you know, attracting something through your vibe and the law of attraction, or just taking action and doing something or a combination of both. Uh-huh. Um, because the throat has to do with manifestation. And then actually, by the way, that's why manifestors are called manifestors. It's because their throat is connected to energy, which means the most direct form of action and manifesting and making something to be. Does that mean that manifesting type people are maybe like a good way for them to manifest is to vocalize things like speak it into existence? Would that be like a manifestation hack for a manifestor type person? Great question, Kelsey. Five stars, Star. to, five gold stars to Kelsey. That was a, putting that together. That's really good. Actually, have having heard both of you talk about speaking things into existence, I'm like, yep, that is definitely going to help a manifesting generator mm-hmm. for sure. And especially if you're just a direct manifester, they oftentimes have problems speaking out what they want because one, they think someone's going to block them or two people aren't going to get it. Oftentimes Mm -hmm. manifestors are surrounded by people who are like, what are you talking about? Because they just see what they see. And oftentimes other people don't see it, um, at least for themselves and what they want to create. So yes, hundred percent caveat tip then. So if you want to speak it into existence, make sure you're doing it with the right people who are open and supportive, not people are going to poop on your dreams and then make you feel bad for wanting. Well, and you know, (laughs) I grew up hearing like, and believing, truly believing, like, don't say it out loud or you'll jinx it. Like, don't, don't, don't say it out loud or it's never going to happen. And I don't know where I picked that up from, but I really did grow up believing that I definitely don't anymore, but I hear people say it all the time. Like, well, I can't, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it because, you know, so I guess maybe it depends on, does that depend on their profile, whether they'd be like more inclined to do that or. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. I should just ask them like, what's your human design? Yeah. You know, if you should say it or not. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, you know, it's a question. It's always a question. Actually, we haven't even gotten into profile yet, yet, but it's a, it's a great question because one thing that I think everyone needs to keep in mind is the power of conditioning on us and the influence that of how we've grown up because you can have two people with the exact same chart, which is very unlikely because it goes so deep and it's so nuanced. 
um, at like a really base layer. So even if you see the chart on the surface, there's, there's stuff underneath that. There's things mm-hmm. called color tone base. It's like, it gets really granular, but you could have two people who on the surface look like very similar and just like they have the same centers open or undefined, whatever. And they live very different lives. They see things maybe kind of through the same framework, but in a different way because of just the way that they were raised and the experiences they had. Like you can't discount that in someone's life. It's just as important as the rest of this, in my opinion. Human design is always meant to bring you back to your true self, but it doesn't really show you necessarily how you're expressing yourself now. There are some amazing doctors out there, but really the only ones that matter are the ones who actually take your insurance. With ZocDoc, you can focus on doctors who are in-network, putting you on the path to see the doctors who are right for you. No more wasting time hunting down Aunt Shirley's cash-only chiropractor or the dentist your coworker recommended who's out of network because that is super frustrating. So luckily, ZocDoc is here to save the day. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. In my experience, ZocDoc saves you a lot of time and struggle because it's just the easiest way to find local doctors who take your insurance, who are available when you need them, and you can even use it to book your appointment online. So find the doctor that is right for you and works with your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I'm one of them. Also, I got my dad hooked on ZocDoc because we've been moving a lot. All of us in the family have been moving, so we need new doctors for everything. And I've got everyone hooked on it because it's really the easiest, fastest way to find a great doctor who takes your insurance. So you can't beat it. Also, it's free. Go to ZocDoc.com V-I-B-I-N and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for the top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Vibin, ZocDoc.com slash Vibin. Hey, Lindsay here. What if I told you you could get unlimited access to some of my best hypnotherapy, mindset hacks, and courses right at your fingertips anytime you want it? It's all inside my Align Your Mind membership. Joining AYM gets you instant access to my entire digital hypnotherapy library with topics for any desire you have, plus a huge selection of bonus content, courses, trainings, and resources for deep, long-lasting transformations that I reserve for members' eyes only. Whatever you desire to embody or release, I got you covered, and there's always something new to explore and benefit from. Your biggest desires are waiting to be achieved and the AYM membership can get you there. So to join and get more info, hit the link in the episode description and start exploring your limitless potential. Yeah. So yeah, it depends. There are some people too, though, like actually speaking of profiles, one fours, they say tend to really believe what they hear as children because they're so foundation focused that they want to find a truth and they want to have that as a foundation. So I always compare them to Ross from Friends. He's like a great example of a one four. So like when he realizes that his dog wasn't sent away to a farm when he was a little kid, he's like, oh my God, (laughs) Chi-Chi. It's like life altering for him. Um, Yeah. So there are some people who will, it's, maybe a little harder to change their mind, but anyway, profile. So profile, which I, what I think is so interesting is when I said the energy types are archetypes, I mean that in the way that you exchange energy with the universe to hit your goals and how you receive opportunities. Profile is actually the closest thing to a personality type. So when people look at 
human design is this like personality test or personality type. I'm like, mm, that's not exactly right because it's very much how you're like built or like how your mechanics work. That's the most important part. But profile can tell you a little bit more about what they call the costume of your design. So how you show up to other people. The profile is what most people identify with the most. Um, even if like knowing you're a generator, like, oh, that's why I work that way. Your profile tells you about how you build relationships, kind of what your like role is here in the world, how you, um, whether you're here to create or fix karma in your life, how you learn um, and how you make an impact at the end of the day. So for y'all, Lindsay is a six two and Kelsey is a five one. I'm also a five one. Hey, so the, yeah. So there are 12 profiles in human design. And if you are a six two, it's interesting because five ones and six twos, they just find each other. They're kind of like four sixes and five ones. They <laughs> find each other. Um, mostly because six twos have this incredible optimism to them. Anyone with what's called a six line in their chart is going to, they're built for that. And if they don't, it's probably because they're a little bit earlier in their life because the six line really grows into that. They grow into what's called their regality, but they're meant to have this very like top-down view of the world. They say that they're quote in the metaphor of the human design house, six twos are on the roof with the rest of the six lines. So they can kind of be perched up there and just kind of like watching and maybe not being super involved closer to the end of their life. But that's because they've gained a lot of information from experience. And now they're here to use that wisdom to be kind of impartial from the top down. And then the two line for Lindsay means a lot of innate talent. It's called the hermit. So six twos. Hermit Kels. Always... <laughs> You're not yeah. surprised by this, yeah. this description no, of Lindsay. <laughs> so six twos are really, really just naturally good at something that they do. It's not really something like their innate talent. They can't explain it or really teach it to other people. And oftentimes they don't really want to, they don't need to. That's not why they're here. They're here to be these like top-down leaders or teachers just by being a really great role model to other people and embracing that they're naturally gifted at something and know that yes, that's going to be called out. Lindsay. Yeah. Sorry. I have to pause you for a second because yeah. this is just like the other episode we recorded with Jesse. Remember Jesse was like, that's so rare that you just found your calling. You're just naturally oh gifted gosh. at it and you're so aligned with it. Like nobody's like that. And you were like, really? I thought it was just natural for everyone. Like that is so funny and great at hypnotherapy. And like, I just never found pieced it that really together. Fast. Yes. And so I did- everything she's saying, I feel like it's validated in that episode. So if you guys listen to the one we just had with Jesse John, was it Johnson or Johnston? Jesse, anyway, find her a couple Johnson. episodes back. You'll understand what we mean in describing Lindsay this way. <laughs> that is really funny. I never pieced that together because, you know, most of the people we have on the show are, are, you know, kind of in that same, or at least they, they're like in the same wavelength of like, yeah, you should want, you should love it. You should be really good at it. It should come naturally. It should feel easy and peaceful. Like that's what it feels like. And I thought that was the goal. <laughs> like Anyway, <laughs> I also don't want to sound like it, it was easy because it's not, but you know, she's, she'll mm-hmm. explain it better than I can go for it. You go. But yeah, sorry to pause you, Ariana, but I had to introduce that funny little <laughs> No, I example. love that. Yeah. And Hey, Lindsay's right. So for everyone, what feels easy and what feels really good is for you. It's just that there's going to be a difference between, and I mean, even just look at your and Kelsey's journeys. Kelsey has a one line in her chart. So she's really good at what she does. She's a really great teacher of manifestation because five ones also are fantastic teachers. I should know I am one, (laughs) Um, but that's because she 
dove so deeply into learning all of this stuff. One lines gain their authority and gain what makes them feel secure and stable and able to share by diving really deeply in investigating things. The one line is called the one, the investigator. The two line is the hermit, but it's also called the natural. They just, they, it's not that they don't like learning all the time. They just don't need to do it as much. It's like, I get the gist of this. Let me just go get a hands-on experience. That's really important. So I'm sure with you, that hands-on experience and hypnotherapy school is probably one of your favorite parts, right? That was it. Terrifying, but that was the only thing I wanted to do. Like, just let me get in there. Put me in the room. I got this. Let me get my hands dirty. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so Kelsey's role, and what's so fascinating about you too, is you're both things called transpersonal karmas um, with your profile. So if you are a personal destiny, let's say someone like my mom, they make their impact on the people closest to them. And they really don't need to think about other people that Okay. Much. Where is that in the chart real quick? So I can, Oh, oh no, no, no. You just know that from your profile. So oh, the six, have, two and the five, one. Yeah. So if okay, you have a bigger it. number first in your profile, um, and then the, the smaller number is second, you're something called transpersonal karma. Oh. And the reason is because they're highly transpersonal. They're meant to go out and meet a lot of people, maybe not like go out, but they're going to interact with a lot of people. Um, and it's particularly important for Kelsey because the five line is what's called the universalizer. So five ones are so, so good at coming in with like really practical examples to solve problems for other yes. people. Yeah. So they dive really deeply into learning something. They're like, okay, great. How can I make this really understandable for a lot of people to get the message out about this thing? Um, and make sure that people really get it because this mm-hmm. is important. And the five ones job is to like basically go in and solve things for people. And what's so fascinating about the five line and Kelsey, you have to tell me if you've experienced this because pretty much every five line I know has, um, I know I definitely have, but what's so interesting about the five line is it has something called the projective field around it. And the two line actually has this too, Lindsay, in a slightly different way. Basically when you have a projective field around you or a projected field around you, anyone can project onto anyone, but it happens a lot to five lines because what people see in a five line is basically a reflection of what they need at the time. So most often what they're going to see in a five line is like, oh my God, you're the one, you're the one here to solve my problems. You're going to save me. And you can always identify it as a five line, especially in like relationships when someone just gets this like glazed look in their eye and they're like, you're perfect. And you're like, (laughs) you don't even know me. (laughs) I've never met you before, but it's really helpful to a five line because that's their job is to be able to meet and interact with so many different people. So having this positive projection on them is just the best thing in the world to go in and do their work. Mm, Wow. Yeah. I would say I've experienced that. Like, this is how I experience it. I feel like I always have a sign on my forehead. That's like safe zone here, or like can solve your problems or non-certified therapists like basically (laughs) people just come to me and start like telling me everything even like as a cosmetologist basically a therapist right I'm like doing people's (laughs) hair they're telling me their whole life you know I'm solving problems for them helping them work through it giving advice whatever and now like as a a more um life coachy type person a transformation facilitator it's the same thing like people it's interesting because sometimes I feel like I'm like why does this person trust me so much? And I know like I have good intentions, so I'm a trustworthy person and and I know what I'm talking about and I give people results, but I'm like, they don't know me. They never met me, but Mm -hmm. people just, they just trust you. They just think, yeah, like you're the person who can help me work through this. And I think it's sweet. I swear that happens to me too. It really does. My whole life, my whole life. It's one of the first things that I knew I wanted to be like a, like a person for people is because, and I think a lot, maybe a lot of people have this where like, if you're the type that people go to as a younger person, 
you're going to probably gravitate towards that type of work as a grown up because you just know how to do it. You've just been doing it so long. <laughs> you just know how to do it. Um, but you did say that it's similar for twos. What is mm-hmm. the similarity there? Yeah. So sorry, I'm nerding out really hard right now. And I know that this might be a little too deep for some people, but I think this is so cool because human design is so such an elegant system. And I look at it and I'm like, God damn, if I was just born like 30 years earlier, and I had channeled this, it would have been so cool. <laughs> um, but the more you learn about it, the more you just see how all the puzzle pieces fit together. But so the, hu- the human design profiles come from something called the hexagram, which is one of the five systems that makes up human design. Um, and it comes from, and that system is called the I Ching which is from thousands of years mm-hmm. ago in China. So the hexagram is liter- is really just like six lines stacked on top of each other, six horizontal lines. And so each line is part of um, one of the trigrams. So if you split those in half, you have the first three lines and the second three lines. And each line has a counterpart. So the one line is the first line of the first trigram. And then the four line is the first line of the second trigram. You guys following? Sort of. Okay. <laughs> But basically, Kelsey definitely is. I'm yeah, like, okay. Basically, those lines and their counterparts will be something called harmonic. So they have similar themes. It's almost like they're the same child order, but in a different family. So it's like if you meet another like youngest okay. child from another family, you're like, hmm, game, game recognized game kind of thing. Yeah. We're not <laughs> the same person, but we have a same theme sort of. That's how it works with the hexagram. So with the two and the five line, they're harmonic and they share something in common, which is that people come to them to call them out. So for you, Lindsay, it would be the natural talent. For Kelsey, it would be heroism and practical problem solving through what she knows. So what people see of you, but you don't often see about yourself is this natural gift that you have. Two lines just aren't great at like recognizing that in themselves, no matter what their profile. And then um, with Kelsey, with her investigation, one line on the outside of her profile, so it's unconscious. She draws people coming to her because they're like, you know, so much five ones seem like a textbook. So, and then six twos just seem like this breezy, like, Oh, I just, I just know this. I just maybe learned it through experience or something. <laughs> That's great. I love it. So w- when you look at our charts, what's something else that you're like, Hmm, that's interesting. Cause you've clearly listened to some of our podcasts, you know, a little bit about us. Like, is there anything surprising as you go through this? Or are you just like, Oh, yep. Makes sense. Check the box. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, so much. Oh my gosh. Um, so the first thing I have to say is Lindsay's eleven fifty-six channel in Where her chart. So that's chart? between oh I what? see it. It's on the top, yeah. kind of between yeah. the throat and the heart. The throat, yes. the throat in the mind center. Mind. Okay. okay. So the green triangle for you, Kelsey, you might be looking at it. You're looking at it. So it's not colored differently. But for you, Lindsay. So yeah, the brown throat center and then the green triangle, which is the mind center. So these people are fantastic storytellers and often have like a lot of ideas to share. Not often, not all the time are the ideas for them, but like they'll just pop into their mind and be like, oh, what about this? And also what about that? And this thing too. And then they have this very unique way of telling it. So I thought that 56, was just ADD though. <laughs> well, most manifesting <laughs> generators think that they have ADD or ADHD. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, no, but so this channel, it has, I think it's, it's a beautiful channel because these people will explain oftentimes like the way they explain things, other people, it has to be shared with the right people for them to understand it, but they're, they speak through beautiful metaphors. They're fantastic storytellers. They love telling stories. They love giving their unique view on something, even though it's not, it's maybe not like 
how do I say this? I don't want to say it's not concrete fact, but it definitely does have this flavor of, yeah, but here's this, like, what if we like, what if we thought this about this thing? Even if it's not true, like, what if we thought that just like for a moment, <laughs> take a step back and let's imagine we're in a, a fairy tale and this is how the it happened. Perfect, perfect me right there. You Lindsay loves fairy tales. So it's, perfect. Oh. I do love fairy tales. That was a very good impression of me. That's funny. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, that is something in actually one second. Oh, that's so cool. Well, one thing I'm very unsurprised you both have is gate 61 and your crown center. So that's at the very top. It's the middle one, gate 61. These mm -hmm. people, it, it's called the gate of mystery. These people love just like trying to understand the universe, trying yeah. to understand what we can't see, right? Like, and knowing we'll never really get it, but also loving that, deeply loving that and always being in search for finding more about it. Also, Lindsay, for you, I think I might've mentioned this, but people who have this in their chart, they tend to be really good at just like, it's also connected to something called inner knowing, which anyone in their chart can have because we're all intuitive in different ways. But this person will kind of just like pick something up and just be like, that's weird. Why'd that pop into my head? And I have this in my chart as well. And I have an undefined throat center. So for me, I don't realize I'm saying it. Like I'll get an example just out of nowhere. I'll be looking for an example and we'll just pop into my head because you're kind of funneling in like raw energy from and raw data from the universe. Yeah. It's like, oh, you want this one? Here you go. You want that one? Here you go. Um, and you just kind of like pop it out. So I almost never realize I'm saying something that someone else finds relevant. It just happens to be that. Yeah. Wait, you're saying I have that? Mm -hmm. I do yeah. have that. Where is that in my chart? It's on, it's the crown center. So the top, uh, it's also called the head, head center. So it's the top most. What number? 61. Oh, For Kelsey you has it too. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. You both have it. Mm -hmm. We both. Okay. So when we say we're channeling, we are channeling. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, we really interesting, are. Yeah, which is interesting for you guys is that you both have defined mind centers. So it might just be for you, but it's also connected to your throat center. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing to know is that both of you are here to share your unique opinions and insight and viewpoints on the world because your mind center, but I think both of you have it connected to your throat oh, center. This is so You're right. Validating. You're right, Kelsey. I we love when you podcast. tell me that my chart <laughs> and my design supports like what I love. Cause it makes sense. Yeah. That means I'm in alignment with how it was designed. So how could of we course, not have yeah. a podcast Kelsey? Like seriously, I know when you were like even entertaining that idea of not having a podcast, I was like, girl, no, that's the hermit. It's not my fault. <laughs> that's it's also being called out too. I'm going to take away from this retreat, pure happiness, new friends, new, amazing friends. And the confidence to live my life again. My favorite part, because it's the most important part, is the healing. I don't remember a time when I was more embraced and cradled and there was an angel in every single woman in this group for me. Every person deserves to have this experience, to have this awakening and to feel fulfilled in their life. I could not have asked for a better six days of my life. You become a better person, you meet awesome people, you go home with a whole new tribe of soul sisters. If you're thinking about doing this, do it. There's no reason not to. This October, I'm taking a select group of women to Mexico to experience themselves in a whole new light. 
Not only will we be doing the healing work, creating mindset shifts, and learning self-love tools, we will also be playing on the beach, resting by the pool, and bonding together in sisterhood. If you're feeling ready for the girls' trip of a lifetime, join us. You can apply today at kelseyaida.com retreat. Space is limited, so take inspired action now. And a pro tip, you can invite a friend to save $500 each on enrollment. I'll see you in paradise. That's another thing to realize about the hermit. It's probably not going to step out and do it unless someone calls to them, yeah. which is yeah. why they have that part of them. And I wanted to mention this before, but six twos, they almost always, any two line is going to like pretty much find their calling through someone being like, you better do this. <laughs> That's epic. Interesting. Okay. So, so, so does it. this count though? Because I figured out I wanted to do hypnotherapy from a book I read. Mm-hmm. So that counts. Yeah. I mean, I got the idea. Like, or is that just being a generator? Cause I wouldn't, I don't think I would have like, nope, you're right. Hold on. Hold on. My husband told me to do it. He, I was like, I I called him from the tour. Like I was like, maybe I should, I tiptoed into the Institute and took a tour and I called him from the place. Cause they're like financial aid and you can start tomorrow. And they're saying all the things to make it final. And I was like, okay, call my husband. And I'm like, almost looking for him to tell me like we can't we just had a baby we just got married there's no way we can afford this it's a student loan you're talking about and I wanted him to be I but I also didn't so anyway I asked and I was like can I do this and he goes do you want to do it so yeah he goes do it we'll figure it out and I was like uh, really <laughs> I was like okay and I've never been happier ever like it's just insane but but I I really have always credited the book that I read until I really just thought about it just now. No, he, I don't want to say he gave me permission because that sounds mm, very, mm, but he kind of did because I was looking for him to give me an excuse and he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, you're just blowing my mind right now. Oh my God, that's crazy. You just need the extra little pull. I do. Little, the little right. And I always see, and snack. that's disappointing because I always just want to believe that like, I don't need anyone. I got this. I can do we it. We all need everyone. But I that's also the lie. Can- they want you to think. <laughs> I, I just like the, the idea of like, yeah, I, I, I like not needing anybody, but however, I do also talk myself out of crap all the time. So it's probably for the best that I have people. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't. I know. Gosh, what would I do? It'd be sad. Be very sad. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's funny. So I have Thank a you question. for enlightening me. Of course. One <laughs> wait. One other thing I just oh, want yes. to say really quick yes, is it. that it, it's unsurprising to me. Kelsey would think that and Lindsay, well, I mean, first off, just with your profiles, like the two line just kind of likes to retreat a little bit and is usually okay with that. And the five line is very interpersonal. It's like, what are you yeah. talking about? We're like mixing meet and greet and everything. But also <laughs> I'm going to throw another term at you guys. Lindsay is something called a single split and Kelsey is something called a triple split. So what's so fascinating about this is that single splits or single definitions, they're very self-contained. So it's kind of like, because basically it means you have one circuit throughout your body. Kelsey, if you look at your chart, you'll see that you have your centers are connected in three different groups. Mm-hmm. Lindsay, yours is just one line. It is all, you have all of your centers, f- like just in a line connected down. Hang on. So just so people can follow along the def, the split 
set what'd you what'd you call it triple split <laughs> is the definition so for people yes. right so for people yes. following go to your definition you can check it out and for what you're saying mine goes all the way from the top to the bottom so you're a single split and if you just look at your chart you have your mind connected to your throat connected to your g-center connected to your sacral center so oh, it's just shit. this straight shot okay. to the bottom um and you don't have to have a straight line if you have single definition in order to be single definition it just means all of your centers that are lit up on your chart but all the ones that are colored they're all connected in a continuous circuit so for these mm -hmm. people they don't usually feel like they need other people to process things as much they're kind of like i got this like i learned this thing into me somebody who has triple split definition like kelsey they tend to find a little bit more and I'll say completion. I don't mean that you're not a complete person if you aren't single definition. <laughs> fulfillment, maybe? True fulfillment. Yeah, and things tend to make a little bit more sense when they're around other people who can kind of help integrate things. And they also need a little bit more time for those different systems sort of in them to speak to each other to make a decision. Um, so sometimes these people can be like, oh, why am I am I slow to make this decision? You're also an emotional Kelsey, which means that you need a little bit of, yeah, you need a little bit of time. She's like, yeah, don't remind me. Um, yeah. So it's, it's unsurprising because triple splits, basically that means that you have some like channels that aren't completed and they seek out people who can complete those channels because it helps Ooh. them feel like I'm processing this more easily for myself. So that's cool. pretty natural for both of you. I'd say. See Kels? Look at us. We are so I cute. With our cute little charts and all these. So what energies. you're saying is we're perfect together. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I did hear her say that five ones and six twos seek each other out. Is that, is that what I heard you say? Or like they end up finding each other in some way? They do. And I mean, I, the way the traditional human design explains it is like six twos can help five ones a lot because of their incredible optimism. Like six twos can mm. be these people who are great platforms for five ones. Basically just like, I found this awesome person, like listen to what they have to say. And they're like, six twos can also destroy the reputation of a five one, which if you're a six two, please don't do that to your five oh, one. <laughs> Wait, how, if you're so optimistic, why would you ever want to do that? I don't think they do it on purpose. I think the oh. idea is that a six two so loves to just like find something that they can really believe in and be optimistic about. And so they might accidentally say something about the five one, <laughs> but I mean, I just, if you read that, I wanted to mention that if you read that about five, one, six, two relationships, it's not necessarily the case. There's a lot of stuff in the language of human design where I'm like, I might've phrased that a little bit differently. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when hilarious. was the last time the verbiage was updated? Oh man. Cause that's right. important. It's happening as it's happening right now. It's happening Is as it? we speak. It's happening <laughs> right now Kelsey, in this we're episode. Updating it. We're updating it right now. Yeah. Um, so what do you mean by Kelsey's an emotional? What does that mean? Where is that at? Oh, cool. I didn't know that you guys had not talked about that on an early episode. We but might yes. have, but I know um, about it through my own research, but I don't know okay. how much we've touched about it on past yeah, podcasts. But my understanding is that I make decisions emotionally and also I'm emotional. So I need to wait till I'm more calm to make the decision. Is that a proper understanding? Kind of. Yes. I, well, Yeah. Um, it's not wrong. It's part yeah. of it. So basically as a manifesting generator, you have access to the sacral center all the time. And the way that the sacral center works is it's this on off switch. So it gets energized by things that are correct for you and it won't turn on for things that aren't right for you. So basically you'll feel it as like a, yes, I'm excited about that. Or no, I'm, I'm not excited by that. And that's how, you know, you're going the right way, but there's just an additional layer to that as emotional authority. So what I tell manifesting generators with emotional authority is 
basically you create something called the emotional wave. So you're a creator of emotion. Anyone can feel emotion, but you just create this pure, like really beautiful, colorful emotion. And then other people like Lindsay will pick it up and receive it and amplify it. Wait, what am um, I? Yeah. <laughs> what am I? She's emotional. What does that make me? You're a sacral manifesting generator. Okay. We'll get into it in a second. Okay. <laughs> so basically you both have access. Both of you have access to something called the sacral response. It's part of what makes you your energy type. But Kelsey just has this additional layer because basically she has access to the emotional um, solar plexus center, which again, creates the emotional wave. So she just kind of has to ride that out because with the emotional wave, you never know if you're on a high, a low or somewhere in between. So when emotionals make a decision in the moment, if they're on a high and they're like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. I got to do this. I got to do this right now. Maybe it is a yes for them. But the point of being an emotional is that you could wake up the next day and be like, holy shit, why did I agree to that? Like, I don't want to do that anymore. Or like you could have been on a low and it would have, you would have been like, no, F that. I don't want to do any, I don't want anything to do with that or jump out of something early the next day. Be like, why did I quit my job? I didn't actually want to do that. So there's a lot of beauty in being an emotional, deeply knowing emotion. But the point is you shouldn't listen to that part. You shouldn't listen to that in the now clarity because you don't actually have that. You need to let that sort of drain out of you and then return to what your sacral center says. And it's going to tell you if something is right or not for you. So basically, Lindsay, you have that same sacral center mechanism in you, but you have that in the now clarity. There isn't the emotion you that you have to ride to the roller coaster, basically. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which Lindsay's seen me ride a lot of roller coasters. So I think she understands. Got it. <laughs> I, do, I do. I just always thought I did the same thing. But I think when you explain it that way, I definitely do feel the difference. Like if I, if I don't want to do it, I know I'm not going to want to do it tomorrow. If I want to do it, I know I'm still going to want to do it tomorrow. I don't think there's anything that I've ever like really changed on that comes to mind right away. Um, usually what I want kind of doesn't go away or shift you know, so that does make sense. I just thought I was confused because I thought because you said we both had as a manifesting generator, we both have the sacral, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and my mine is sacral. And I missed the fact that hers is solar plexus. So now I'm very clear on what you were saying. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is so much. <laughs> it's just I'm so sorry. Much. I know I'm going real deep. No, it's I great. Can, it's great. I can it's just get so nitty gritty with this stuff. We there was it. something else that you said that, that I wanted to touch on. Oh, well, just for people that maybe didn't see the other episodes, um, specific, non-specific manifestor, because we talk about manifesting a lot on the show. Can you just like shoot over it real quick so people can find it on their chart and know what it means? Absolutely. So if you look at your human design chart, you're going to have four arrows near the top of the head of your, I call it your triangle butt person. And (laughs) the bottom most, the bottom right arrow is something called perspective. And that translates into whether you are a specific or non-specific manifester. And I'll get into why that is in a second. Um, But basically, if you are a specific manifester, that very traditional teaching of manifesting where they say, how can the universe give you what you want if you don't know what it is, Mm -hmm. that applies to you. And oftentimes specific manifestors will be like, well, I don't know what I want. I'm like, well, that means that maybe it just hasn't come to the forefront of your consciousness yet. So you need to give yourself a little bit of time. You know, like they say in Abraham Hicks, knowing what you don't want is just as helpful as knowing what you do want. It can help yep. you. And I think Kelsey, you say that too, right? Knowing yeah, what you don't I want. Yeah, I tell people that when they're like, I don't know. I'm like, but you know what you don't want. It's a good mm-hmm. starting point. <laughs> exactly. 
Um, so that's helpful. And things like writing down lists and getting really specific with dates. You don't have to get specific about how this thing will come to you. I'm a firm believer of that in any form of manifestation, but the point of being a specific manifester is essentially you get to put in this like Amazon prime order to the universe. So the job of a specific manifester is to get specific on the details that come through for you and trust those and know that that's the universe speaking its will through you basically and trust that and don't let someone come to you and be like that'll never happen that's too specific like my favorite story with this is my mom she's a um, she's an amazing specific manifester and she was told for like a year and a half that she was never going to find a house in San Diego by the beach with you know um with a garden with enough room in it like everyone told her the market's too hot you're not going to get it drives by a house one day after a year and a half of looking it found her and it was there she got it in like a day and That's beautiful. I know it's my favorite manifestation story because it was like when she'd given up and she was like, oh, it's never going to happen. And then she just like, when kept, she, but she just kind of like resistance, gave yeah. up, yeah. aka That's release amazing. resistance. Yeah. exactly um on the other hand if you're someone like me as a non-specific manifester that stuff about making yourself know like we can't see 10 feet ahead of us and that's just not what we're built for so oftentimes these people can get really stressed about i don't know and i'm like you really don't need to know it's gonna the details are gonna come to you so what i tell these people is instead of um having this direct order into the universe you have this little fill in the blank for them you're like i have a general idea of what i want and you have to trust that the universe knows the best version of that for you. So if not this, something better, or it's this or something better is that's my favorite. Super, yeah, super applicable to non-specific manifestors. And almost always non-specific manifestors can identify themselves. They're like, yep, that's me. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> it doesn't work Kelsey, for me. I think is specific, aren't you, Kelsey? And I'm and I'm a non-specific. I don't remember. Maybe I think uh, you are. Ariana can tell me from looking at my chart. You specific? You are. I'm looking at yours right now too. Yes, you're a specific yeah. manifestor. Okay. And Lindsay's specific or non-specific? I'm non-specific. Oh, it's, that's it's great. So we give both dates. pieces of advice to all the manifestors out there. But I always say to non-specific people, like, as long as you have a general idea of how you want to feel, that's enough right, clarity right. to like get going in the right direction. Now, now I have a question. If you're a non-spec like me, okay, um, would you... Would you like be setting yourself up for failure if you tried to be specific or does it just go off how you feel? Because sometimes I've put dates and I felt really good about it. I mean, I don't want to say specific dates. I've said like the month and that's like as far as I'll go. But there are times where I get more specific and it feels good. Should I just stay away from it altogether or if it or should I like, you know, what would you say to somebody who maybe wants to try specific manifesting? Mm hmm. I would say it's not necessarily going to hurt you to do right. that. You're just going to make things a lot easier for yourself if you don't force yourself to get so specific. Mm -hmm. It's not, that's a great question because I don't like to look at really anything in human design. Like you can't do this if you are this. The whole point of human design is to listen to yourself about what feels good. And it's really just a way to systematize that for you. So you can fall back on something and know that if something isn't working for you, oh, well, you might not be built for that. Here's a way that's actually better for you yeah. based on the way that you're structured. And so even Ra-Uruhu, who founded Human Design, I was listening to some of his older audios the other day, and I think it's easy for people to kind of gloss over this and forget that he said this, but he was like, if it doesn't feel 
good to you. Like no amount of me telling you that this is right for you is Mm -hmm. ever actually going to be right for you. You have to come into it feeling like it's right, which I think is huge and not talked about enough in human design (laughs) because we can get so caught up in like, I have to do this, but yeah, it's a great question. So if you are a non-specific manifester, but this detail comes through for you, that then trust that that's okay. If you can truly feel that the whole idea is don't force this if it doesn't feel good. Yes. I like that. And I, 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 I was hoping you were going to say that because that's pretty much the general rule of everything that me and Kelsey talk about. Find what feels good. Just do more of that. Um, so I'm glad that you said that there are, I know we're go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'm waiting to ask my question, ask your question. Okay. So my question is, cause I think everyone listen will relate open versus closed energy centers. I don't really get it. Can you please give us like a rundown? <laughs> what does it yes. mean if it's open, if it's filled in, how many are filled in? Like give us a generalized description because everything I read is just like so overgeneralized that I'm like, I still don't get it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So your energy centers are basically these little hubs where energy can be picked up or it can be transformed or it can be created. So if you have a defined center in your chart. That means that center is colored in. That means that you consistently either create or they say transmute, but like kind of process energy there. If you have a center undefined, so it's white or it's uncolored in, that means that you don't consistently create it or process it there. And in fact, you pick up that energy and amplify it from other people in that category of energy. So like Lindsay has an undefined root center. These people pick up on it and amplify adrenaline energy from other people Mm -hmm. or like um, pressure to start energy from other people and they can feel it pretty deeply. Yeah. Antsy Um, energy, right? It's like antsy. It's what it feels like. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, these people, they can, they just, they basically feel the pressure to start very strongly. So they either become like master procrastinators because they just can't handle it. Or they're the kinds of people who are like, I need to just do everything really quickly to get it off my plate right now. I can't handle this. So they can be like great taskmasters because someone gives them a deadline for like, I don't know, maybe August. And then they're like, I'm just going to do it now. (laughs) So oftentimes people seem like, I have a deadline for August. It's done already. Exactly. There you go. Um, <laughs> that was weird. See, this is the, an example of you saying things that you don't know that you're saying exactly. and it happens to be extremely relevant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but then we look at Lindsay's chart. So she has a defined mind center. So basically where you have a defined center, on the other hand, it's not where you pick up and amplify energy from other people. It's where you create it. And also that means you have a buffer to other people. So both of you actually have defined mind centers. So people with defined mind centers, they're here to create a solid viewpoint for themselves. They tend to really be people who, I don't want to say they're close-minded. That's not what I mean. It's just, they're meant to focus in a little bit more on how they see the world. People like me with undefined mind centers, like we're great at having something like having an idea and then like running circles around it being like, what about this one? What about this one? What about this one? What about this one? People with defined mind centers have this very like honed in, zoomed in. They're like, no, but what about this one? And without these people, it can be really hard to make effective decisions because people who have undefined mind centers, they can just think about all the different ways it could be done, which is beautiful and expansive, but like defined mind centers are great consultants. They're great people are just like zooming in on something and being like, okay, that's great, but we need a yes, no answer right now. That's so, I think my husband might be the other one, the one, the open-minded <laughs> one, because he tries all different ways of doing a task in the house. I'm like, why didn't you just do it the way I want you to do it? 
but I think that's all wives and husbands maybe like you know it's, it's like a famous cliche of like why don't you just do it the way it's supposed to be done <laughs> yes. that would be interesting I need to find out his human design now yeah oh please do I was Every thinking couple from- should right I mean they just yes should learn how to love a generator or a manifester or a projector, reflector, manifesting generator, because they're all going to be so different from each other. And if you look at someone in your life, I'm going on a tangent right now, but this, I'm so passionate about this because that's, what's so beautiful about human design is living and letting live or understanding why yeah. people live differently from you. Maybe it's because they're designed to be, doesn't mean they can just be a-holes, but <laughs> you understand maybe what a motivating factor is there. Well, it definitely helps me understand Kels, because like when she talks about community and like how she gets, she like feeds in, she feeds off of it. She gets something from it. It like replenishes her. And I'm just like, I don't, I cannot relate to that. I just can't. And I'm like, it it does help absolutely to know that it's just, it's just who she is. It's just who I am. Like it, it, it really does help to kind of understand that there's no, there really is no right or wrong way. And I teach this a lot with hypnotherapy because there's different suggestibilities. There's different ways of being. There's different ways that you take in information. It's not wrong. It's just the way you are. And if you're with somebody who's the opposite of you, who's wired differently than you, you know, it, it's, it helps to be able to appreciate that, that part of them. Um, yeah. Like so that. back to the open and close. I like your description, <laughs> but also I'm curious, is my assessment too generalized and untrue or is it kind of like onto something where the more open you are the more open centers you have would that make you generally more impressionable that's yeah kind of and then if you're more closed would that make you like more stubborn or more fixed in a way I wouldn't say that's entirely, I would say that's pretty close to right. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it because the thing is, I mean, I would say that that has more to do with like the mind, maybe the stubbornness Mm. um, would have more to do with the mind center of like, no, I believe this because people like the phrase for the mind center, if you have a defined mind center is I know that's going to be a very empowering thing for you is accepting, (laughs) you know, I know this is the truth for me. Someone with an undefined mind center like me would be like, I don't know. And that's very empowering for us. We just have to accept it. But if you like, I've seen people who have like all of their centers color, like defined, they look like a Christmas tree. It's so cool. But yeah, those people in general will seem more fixed to other people because they're really not here to take on other people's energy. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they can't be influenced by it. I think a really big thing to remember is that basically wherever you have an undefined center is where you're empathic to someone else's energy. So you feel the energy as your own. But if you have a defined center, it doesn't mean that you can't feel the energy. You just know it's not you. That's the biggest difference. Yes, that's so true. Because people are always trying to tell me because I'm sensitive that I'm empathetic. They're like, oh, you're an empath. I'm like, no, I don't (laughs) think your problems are my problems. I don't think that your sadness is my sadness, but I can see that you're sad. I can feel it. I can know that. Like I'm sensitive to it. I'm attuned to the frequency, but I know that's not mine. So I don't feel sad, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I think that's mm. interesting because I think a lot of people try to label everyone who's sensitive as empathetic when it's different. It mm-hmm. is. And, you know, that's a great point too, because you as an emotional, you have, that's beautiful that you recognize that because a lot of people don't like when, 
when someone tells them they're not an empath and I'm like, it's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're not sensitive to things. In fact, it can be, anyone knows, it can be hard to be really empathic to a different kind of energy. And Kelsey, actually, she has an emotional buffer to other people. But the beautiful thing about emotionals is that they don't have to feel it for you to know what you're going through because they've been through it themselves. Yeah, like I've been through that. I know the feeling exactly that you're in right now, but I'm not feeling it with you, right? I'm not falling into the hole with you. I'm on the other side, like giving you a hand, like I can help you out of it type thing, which I think in a way it actually helps me in this work of working with people's emotions because like I can maintain my vibration perfectly no matter what anyone else is in and help them raise theirs instead of like matching theirs, you know? That's an interesting distinction too. Like you can be empathetic to a situation. I hope people in general have empathy, but you don't have to be an empath. You don't have to be like, yeah, I, I completely agree with that wave that's happening right now. And some people would identify with that, but I think it's important to make that distinction of like, you don't have to be where would, is there a place where somebody would be open where they would be an empath or is it just different for everybody? So where's the empath thing here? (laughs) (laughs) So if you look at the human design chart, there's, there are nine shapes on the body. Those are the energy centers. I should have said that before, but figured people would figure the, the colored in thing. Yeah. Um, any of those places where you're undefined or it's white, you're empathic there. It's just to different categories of energy. So if we look at you, Lindsay, Kelsey, no, wait, never mind. I thought me and Kelsey were in the exact same boat with the, with the open, but Kelsey only has one open. She only has one. one. Damn girl. I'm like the opposite of a reflector. I have five. (laughs) Yeah. So here let's, okay, but let's talk about this because this is really cool. So basically, if we look at Lindsay's chart, that means that she's going to be taking in energy from other people around the crown center, which is inspiration and questions and doubts. Um, Her will center, also known as the heart center, the ego center. So other people's ambition or drive and motivation. And then her solar plexus center is also undefined. So she takes, she's an emotional empath. And then she is there. also in, there we go. Oh, perfect. Just in case. Thank you. Yeah. You're now we can, can all see it. it. And then her root center. So she is like an adrenaline empath basically. And then she has an undefined spleen center. So she is, she's a fear empath basically, but that's like fear just is a form of instinct, which no, is, no, I get it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. That that's also you. could be a part of the reason why you like to mostly be alone because these people in big crowds, they're like, why do I just feel so anxious all of a sudden? Like I'm around so many different people. And I, it's like, I don't know how this just hit me. It's usually because they pick up a lot of other fears. And if you're in a big crowd, you never know who else is feeling that way already. But if you look at, um, and I'm just going to say this, I know we have Lindsay's up, but if you look at Kelsey's oh, on the other hand, so she is really only an empath to other people's ambition or worthiness or drive energy around this ego or will center. So with Lindsay, she has all those other things open, but what's so, or undefined, but what's so interesting about that is that means Are you that, seeing Kelsey's right now, by yes. the way? Okay. Yes. Um, when she takes on other people's energy, it's spread over all of those undefined centers. So it's almost like each one of them feels a little bit of that energy a little less because it's it's divided between them. If you look at Kelsey, and I've only seen this in one other person, which was one of my former life coaches, she has a completely open heart center, which means she has no lines, no gates coming out of it. She takes on raw self-worth and um, ambition energy from other people. And she only does it in the center. It is concentrated right here. So if you have only one center undefined in your chart, 
really pay attention to how you might be picking up pressure from other people around that thing. People who have undefined heart centers, one of the biggest things that they have to deal with is in, in this life is knowing that they're fully worthy at their core already because they take on so much pressure to prove themselves from other people. So these people can be, can look like some of the most high achieving people ever. Like they just go and go and go. But at the end of the day, if they're not doing something from their own inner resonance, their own intuition, what feels really right to them, if Lindsay's not listening and doing it because at the end of the day, it makes her really happy and it lights her up and it energizes her. If she's ever doing something to prove it to other people, she's not built to do that. That's not a reliable source of information for her body. Like asking, like, should I do this to prove myself? Like that's never going to be a reliable source for her. So it's really detaching from that. That's really important for people who have this undefined in their chart, their heart center. And especially if it's the only center in your chart undefined, like that's a key flavor. You have to pay attention to see if you're being conditioned by other people around. And I'd say that if for any, if you, any of these centers, if you have only one or two center undefined in your chart, really pay attention to that theme and always come back to ask yourself, like, am I really aligned with what I truly want? Or am I picking this up from someone else? So wait a second. I think I just figured out Kelsey. Tell me <laughs> if this makes sense. <laughs> so she only has one open area, which is, you said the heart, right? Mm -hmm. And that is where she picks up energy from others. Mm -hmm. yep. So if other people around her, or, or let me just say, if, would that mean that she is extra capable or able to pick up a lack of self-love from other people? Yes. Kels, you're a freaking self-love psychic, which is why you do this work. I know. <laughs> it's meant to be. be. Like, how could you do anything else? If you're constantly aware of, of this energy around you, and you're such a person that's like, I could fix that. <laughs> like well, both because, of those ingredients together are just perfect. Right. It's interesting because it started with the manifestation piece, which can often start from the ego feeling lack or lack of control over your life or like, I want to feel more empowered. Right. But then it gets to a point where it's like, it's not so much a manifesting game. It's more of a self-love game, because if you're not yeah. feeling worthy, if you're not feeling enough, if you're not feeling confident, then you're not going to be able to let in what you're asking for or go for what you're asking for. So the manifestation piece is irrelevant, you know, like. Like that's a, that's a step number two. So I think that's why they've both been tied into my teachings and my career and my purpose, because they go, you kind of need both. They go hand in hand. And maybe mm -hmm. because I have this open center, I'm just more sensitive to people's worthiness issues. And that's and the I only open center. have a pressure to prove. And usually it's not to prove to other people. Usually it's to prove to myself where I, where I put a lot of the pressure. Um, but yeah, this all yeah. makes a lot of sense. Very it's the only, I think it's significant that it's the only one because my heart center is open as well. And I do completely like, I am passionate about helping others obviously feel their self-worth and all that stuff too. It just, I don't, I, it wouldn't be the only thing. Yeah. It's interesting. Open hearted, uh, we I, open hearted out here. Now I want to know what all the other open centers mean. Cause I got freaking five, you guys. <laughs> oh, I'm, I just, have, I'm just leaking yeah. and getting energy from everywhere. It's just, it's just all going on. Oh yeah. I mean, I have, I have six, so you I get six? you. Mm -hmm. My mom only is, my mom is seven. She only has two defined centers. What? Yeah. And she manifested a house. So there must be something to that. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. I think this is just a great example of how no matter what your design, you can do. You can do whatever, man. You if you whatever. have your heart set on that thing, um, and I'm just saying heart, let's, if we step out of human design for a second, a heart center. But if you have your, 
intuition or what you want set on something like don't don't let anything hold that back from, hold you back from that and if you yeah. read something in human design that feels really disempowering i always tell people to like reframe it because maybe there's something in the language that you know the founder said that just like isn't hitting right right now that happens to a lot of people it's part of my job is to reframe it for people but um also if at the end of the day you're still like nope not for me just throw it in the garbage can yeah. <laughs> just throw yeah. it out with all the tools around, like there's something for you, but this just is so fascinating. I know we, we have to get to the Patreon. I have so many more questions. I know Kelsey does too. <laughs> this has been so, so fun. We totally lost track of time. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's see where people can find you. Let's introduce that and like where they can find you, work with you, get more information on this. Um, and then we'll head over there. Yes. So you can always find me, um, on justfollowjoy.com. I have very active email list. Um, and then you can also get your free energy type mini guide on there. So if I started talking about a bunch of stuff and you're like, Oh, Nelly, just, can we get back to the basics, please? That's a really fantastic place to start. Um, I also have videos and courses that will dive into your chart and give you everything you need to know based on mechanics and also just an everyday understanding of it. So if you like the way that I've been talking about this stuff, um, that is a great place to start. You can also, okay, well, good. <laughs> and then you can also find me on Instagram at just follow joy HD, same handle for TikTok, but, um, I'm not, I'm not, not on the talk as much, but mm -hmm. yeah. I hear Yay. that. Also last question is joy, your real last name. Everyone asks me that. No, it's not. My last name is Dokanchi. Okay. I but it's so, yeah, it's, it's Persian. It's so hard for people to pronounce. I've gotten every pronunciation. In is it your middle book. name? That's yeah, fair. Joy is my middle name. Middle name. Yeah. Nice. That's like me. I go by Kelsey Aida and that's my middle name. Cause oh, cool. These, oh, that explains a, your last tongue name. Tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. too much for people. Too many vowels. If I went in a by row. my middle name. I would sound like someone on a farm somewhere. Cakes. <laughs> Is it Marie? It's Sue, guys. <laughs> but it's I, cute. I, I Lindsay, it's kind of cute. I used to hate it, but it's kind of cute because like it's Cindy Lou, my aunt. Lindsay Sue. My that's exactly <laughs> what my aunt used to say. Lindsay Lou, who is what she called me. Anyway, I Patreon time. Okay, Thanks. we're heading over to the Patreon, guys. We love you. Go connect with Ariana Joy. That's her middle name, not her last name, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> and yeah, we really love her and we really love you. So hopefully you found this episode to be really entertaining and you get a little peek inside of us and a peek inside yourself and go pull up your chart and listen to it with your chart so you can follow along and see all the intricacies that we've been pointing out. Leave us a review because it really helps us. Join the Patreon, all the housekeeping stuff. You know you want to. You can't get enough of us. We will make your life better. <laughs> Adios. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our High Vibinate community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at lindsayrobinson and at kelseyaida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video, and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick, and super fun to be there. Also, leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.